it can be a strength because like we saw earlier, it can lead to more creative ideas, more original ideas. It can use that. Let these ideas flow. I am a procrastinator. I am a procrastinator. I can't help it. Maybe I can't help it. Maybe I can't. But today, we're going to talk about being a procrastinator. Do you procrastinate in school or at your job? Meaning, do you wait until the last minute to do something you should be doing? Well, is this a bad thing? I've always thought it was a bad thing. As I was little, when I was a kid, I always thought, why am I so lazy? Why can't I be more diligent? Well, today, hopefully I'm going to encourage you because I'm going to talk about procrastination, talk about some myths of procrastinators and give you a couple ways how you can use procrastination for you. This is episode 42 and it's not just English, it's more than English. Let's go. Hey there English speakers Welcome to a brand new, very special episode of the More Than English podcast. I am your host and teacher, Jesse, helping you get to that next level in English and in life. And are you like me? Are you like me that when you get an assignment in school or at work or a personal task that you have to do. You just can't do it right away. <laughs> You're always waiting, putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. By the way, to put off, that's a phrasal verb that means to postpone, to save it for a later time, right? Putting it off. Putting it off, or in American pronunciation, it sounds like a D. Putting, putting, putting it off until a later time. You know, I, it kind of frustrates me, right? When I can't do things early because it always happens. I put it off, put it off, put it off until the last day or the a couple days before it's due and then I'm rushing around with a, a little more pressure trying to get it done on time. Does that sound familiar to you? That's called procrastination. Procrastination. That's the noun, the verb to procrastinate. To procrastinate. And... I always thought it was a bad thing. I always thought it was a negative thing uh, because we were always taught in school, you know, uh, have an assignment book. Jesse, why are you always putting it off to the last minute? Jesse, if you just do this a few days earlier, you wouldn't have this problem. Things like that. Does that sound familiar to you? Well, I have some news for you. It's not necessarily a bad thing. 
It's just who you are. It's just who I am. And I want to share some information, some statistics, some examples of procrastinators and talk about some myths about procrastinators in this episode. And I hope you'll join me throughout the entire episode. Thank you for joining me. And if you are new here, I drop a new episode of the More Than English podcast every Sunday. So be sure you subscribe and give us a rating and a comment. And I will be ever so grateful and thankful to you. What's wrong with you today, Jesse? I don't know. It's Friday at, by the time I'm recording this, but it's Sunday by the time you're listening to this. Look at me. I'm doing it kind of early, aren't I? Anyway, let's get into this um, procrastination. Procrastination is not necessarily a bad thing, as I said, right? It may not necessarily be a good thing, or it can be a good thing. It depends on how you use it and how you look at it. We'll look at that later. But first, let me share a statistic with you. A study that was done, and it says that procrastination has been shown through a study. They've, they had a group of people assign them a task to do, and then they tempted them with the Minesweeper game to be distracted from the task so they would put the task off. Remember, put off, very useful phrasal verb that we're working with today. They put the task off until the last minute and then did the task. Well, they were shown to be 16% more creative and original than the group, the subject group that did not have Minesweeper, that did not have that distraction and that got their assignments done on time, right? They had a task to do. One group had a distraction and they procrastinated and waited until the last minute to do this task. Group B had no distraction. They did the task earlier than group A. But group A, the procrastinators, ended up being 16% more creative and original in their ideas. Conclusion? Procrastinators are clearly better. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, but it's not necessarily a negative. It's not necessarily a negative because procrastinators, they've been shown to stimulate more creative ideas. And if you if you're like me and you're used to being a procrastinator, then you you know that feeling when the deadline is coming and you haven't made much progress or any progress or have started the project and you feel those nerves coming, those that anxiety right? It leads to a sort of adrenaline. This adrenaline can help stimulate creative ideas. But don't just take my word for it. 
Let's take a look at some examples of fellow procrastinators. Have you ever heard of Leonardo da Vinci? He spent 16 years on and off working on the Mona Lisa. He felt like a complete failure when he didn't get it quite right. 16 years. I'm a procrastinator, but not that much. 16 years. Leonardo da Vinci creating the Mona Lisa, but he created a masterpiece. Martin Luther King Jr. Working, working well, putting off, putting off, putting off, editing, re-editing, reworking, not being happy with the I Have a Dream speech until the last minute, even the last second, as he opened that famous speech with four words, I have a dream, which were not on his notes that he had prepared beforehand. Sometimes I find too that some of my best work comes either spontaneously or at the last minute. But be careful. I want to make a note here. That does not give you license to not prepare. I'm not giving you a license to not prepare. By the way, that's a good expression. To give somebody a license to do something. To give you a license to do something. I'm using this negatively. I'm not giving you a license to not prepare. That's not what I'm saying. Because on the other side of the spectrum, extreme procrastinators have a decrease in productivity, obviously, because a lot of the time they don't get their task done, right? But there's that sweet spot. I've talked about the sweet spot before. The sweet spot is that perfect area in between two extremes, right? That place where you want to be. If you're a tennis player, if you play tennis, the sweet spot is right in the middle of the racket where you hit the ball and you don't even feel it hit, right? That good feeling. Same thing with baseball, right? You hit it right in the sweet spot. That's where we want to be with our procrastination. If you are a procrastinator, naturally, right? Let's talk about some myths about procrastinators. Myth number one. It's said about procrastinators that I don't care, right? I don't care about this. The reality is I do care very much. And I'm talking about myself and other procrastinators that I've talked to, that I've observed, that I've watched videos on. And I do care. We do care. The thing is, we don't get any ideas that we're happy with. We're not happy with any of our ideas until like we kind of have to be. You know what I mean? So it's not that we don't care. It's kind of that we care too much. And it might be insecurity. It might be some sort of perfectionist. But it's not that I don't care. I care very much. I just don't think my work is good until it has to be done. And then we'll just go with that. But that happens to be, it happens to be a good expression. It happens to be 
where the best ideas often are because of that surge in brain activity. A surge is a sudden jump, a sudden burst of usually electricity. That's when it's used mostly. A surge, S-U-R-G-E, a surge of ideas. Myth number two I want to talk about. I am lazy. If you're a procrastinator, you're lazy. Eh, maybe this is true. So if you are a procrastinator because you're lazy, then get up off your ass and do what you need to do. But that's not always the case because it's not that I'm lazy. I'm not lazy. I have, it's that I have many ideas, right? I have a lot of ideas. If you look at my whiteboard in my office, it's full of ideas. Some good, some not good. But that's to be seen when the time comes. But I just throw ideas out on the whiteboard. And then we have to kind of distinguish what are the appropriate ideas for the appropriate task, right? But the thing is, a better idea might come later. I think that's what it comes down to with my procrastination anyway. Yeah, I have these ideas, kind of, but they're not solidified yet. And a better idea might come later. So let me just hold off on this job and let me check some emails right now. <laughs> or let me consult YouTube or whatever. But be careful. Be careful. I want to tell you this. Be careful that this isn't because of laziness. Sometimes procrastination is because of laziness. But sometimes it's that you can't settle on an idea. And myth number three, I'm disorganized. I'm disorganized. Okay. Truth be told, it might. This one might not be a myth. It might be a half truth. But the thing is, what you see as disorganized, I see as organized. All right? I have my own structure. Of course, I love having a clean table. When I clean my desk... I love it. It's organized. It's clean. It's tidy. It looks great. I kind of see everything. It lasts like a day or two days. And then papers, books, notebooks, pencils, earphones, headphones, speakers, CDs, they start piling up to pile up to have things grow on your table, not literally grow, but to have more and more things added to your table to pile up. But I'm organized in my way. And a lot of procrastinators are the same way. A lot of creative thinkers are the same way. And you need to realize that about yourself. Are you disorganized? Or are you organized in your own way? Maybe you are disorganized. Maybe you need help with that. Which if you do, then try to become more organized. It depends. Can you find what you need when you need it? Do you get your tasks done on time? 
even if you put it off, put it off, put it off to the last minute, do you get them done on time or do you not get them done? Are you lazy? Are you disorganized? Or are you just a procrastinator and waiting for the better idea? You need to be honest with these self-assessments. And that brings me to the question, how can we and should we fight this procrastination? How can we and should we fight this procrastination? And I think the first step is, like I just said, have this honest self-assessment with yourself, right? First, ask yourself about the myth number one. Do I care? Maybe you don't care. Maybe you're a student and a teacher asked you to do an assignment and you put it off because you don't care. Well, maybe you can find something you care about. Maybe that's the first thing. Find something you can care about. Also ask yourself, is it because I'm lazy? Am I lazy? Am I just making excuses? Or am I just waiting to settle on this idea? So this takes some really honest and sincere self-evaluation because you have to be honest with yourself. And if you are lazy, as I said before, get up off your ass and take that step forward. And am I disorganized? Do I need help becoming more organized? I know in some areas, personally, I need help being more organized. Maybe not with my desk, but with my agenda, with my calendar, with making uh, task my task list every day. I need help doing that. I need to learn and train myself to make daily tasks. That's something I'm trying to work on personally. It comes down to how can you become a better person, right? And that's one way that I'm trying to become a better person. So first, evaluate yourself. Are you a procrastinator because of these myths? Are they myths for you or are they reality? But if you're a procrastinator for the positive reasons, then first is understand it, right? First, understand are you a procrastinator for negative reasons or positive reasons? So first is understanding. That's the same with any issue or any problem. The first is understanding. The second is acceptance. Accept who you are. Accept that you're a procrastinator. And embrace it. Accept it and embrace it. And realize that's who I am. And then third, learn to use it for yourself, right? Use the procrastination for you. Don't fight against it. Be like water. Go with it and use it for you because it doesn't have to be a weakness. It can be a strength because like we saw earlier, it can lead to more creative ideas more original ideas. It can. Use that. Let these ideas flow. But when it's time to do what you have to do, then make sure you do it. 
Don't use this procrastination as an excuse to not do your work. Right? Embrace it. Well, first, understand it. Then accept it and embrace it. And then use it for you. Meaning, let the good ideas flow and get the, them done. Believe in yourself and do your best work the way that you do it. Right? Be confident in yourself. Be confident in the work that you produce. And ultimately, get the job done when it needs to be done. And that's what I'd like to share with you about procrastination. I'm talking to myself, right? I did this research really for myself. I saw some interesting TED videos and other videos about this. It spoke to me. So I wanted to take this opportunity and speak to you about this. It can be a good thing but it also can be a bad thing like everything else, right? But that is it for me this week. Thank you for spending your time with me. Thank you for listening. I do encourage you again that wherever, whenever you're listening to my voice, whether it is on Spotify or iTunes or Google Play or Android Store or Overcast or any podcast or YouTube, then give it a like and a comment. Look me up on Instagram. I have a lot of things to help you become more fluent, expressions, memes, thumbnails, photos, things like that. That is at Sweet Academy on YouTube. Uh, well, on YouTube too, but at S-W-E-E-D-A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. I've spent enough of your time. Remember, I have the English for Parents course. It is launched. It is up and ready to go. You can still get it for this week for the discount price. So be sure you go this week. Sweetacademy.teachable.com. English for Parents. You can teach your kids and speak with your kids in English to help them on a journey of buy lingual <laughs> fluency okay this is jesse do something good for somebody today before they can do it for you so they can do it for somebody else and remember if nothing else keep moving forward it's the only way to go thanks for listening i'll see you next time